0: This is Kate Beckinsale, you're listening to Bacon Sale. Bacon Sale, by the moon and the stars <laughs> in the sky. Bacon Sale, as we podcast into these mics. Wow. Bacon Sale, <laughs> for better or worse, till death do us part. part. I didn't plan to do this much. I but just them, kept going. Rhyme. I, uh, can this just be the show? <laughs> bacon sale. <laughs> I honestly was like, the first time you said bacon sale, I'm like, what song is this? I was just yelling. Yeah, yelling notes. Welcome to Bacon Sale, Dale. I'm, I'm Joel. <laughs> I'm Kent. And Jacob. and Hi Jake. We'd like to thank you. I'm voting Kent. Just does actually, that the I, rest think, of the episode. I think Jacob should do this part since he was the Joel last time. Jacob, say we'd like to thank you. That whole thing. We'd like to thank you. What? He doesn't listen to what you I don't never listen to you. What do you say? You don't never listen to me? That's a double negative. <laughs> uh, we'd like to thank you for listening to the last Oh, show. yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, since I was Joel last time, I guess this is what it... Does this mean I'm Joel this time? No, no. It's I'm just Joel this time. <laughs> I'm Joel again. Ken, <laughs> <laughs> I'm Joel again. Oh, uh, this is not good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I thought that was exciting. So thank you for listening to our last show about yes. the uh, history of... Play- the crazy extreme history extreme. of... Play- extreme. extreme history of PlayStation. Where Kent and I... Uh, Geeked out. Uh, out? totally geeked out but we, we talked about business and we, math and we, we were okay. all so and talked we and were all we're we, we walked orders. away from the show we're like crossing our fingers like well we'll see what kind of reaction we get if we're going to bore people or not right surprisingly positive like the people that the people that liked it really liked it like yeah. we got a lot a lot of feedback long conversations on twitter that i was tagged on for most of the time <laughs> you seem um, pretty happy about it <laughs> but uh, tagged on. Uh, there was one in, in particular i want to point out Stephen hamilton said kent and jacob are my people Oh, so. he actually looked us up on like the family search thing and we're related. So that's what he meant. Yeah. yeah. Oh. The, the relative. Finder, so it had nothing to do with the show. It. Relative. Finder, Those yeah. people. Yeah. But uh, we thank you for listening to our topics, even when it might not be your forte. You may learn a little of something and we're, we're grateful for it. Yeah, exactly. So thank you. Yeah. But that's not what we're talking about today. What are we talking about today, Jacob? Today, we're going to be talking about love songs. Yes. This is part two, gentlemen. One of my favorite shows we did last season was was it really? When a Man Loves Some Love Songs. Yeah. And I had such a fun time just reminiscing about all these old love songs and new love songs. You also had so many title options. So I wonder what we're going to have. Did you pull that old one up? We're going to figure out what this is. I remember that we did about 23. Well, actually, specifically 23 categories last time. And I thought, there's no way we can do another show like this. No. So we cut it down to 18 to 18 <laughs> so but no like five. you came up with all these songs you didn't use last year and you were like no we we're, we're ready to go i had categories there are so many I love songs, songs really and i threw it all up there and the, the these two were generous enough to let me do this again we just want to set the mood for yeah. valentine's day which reminder it's on february 14th this year Uh, This year. Yes. Just reminding everyone (laughs) out there. So we have... (laughs) Or Single Awareness Day for those people that just don't care. Yeah. A little angry. A little bit. But there's some songs in here for them too. (laughs) Yeah. Because love songs is a wide range because you can't have pain. Well, you can't have pain without love, but you can... Pain and love are kind of intertwined too. Yeah. I agree. So what we have is a series of categories. Uh, Jacob is going to read those categories off and Kent and I are going to pick songs, love songs... From those categories, we love song. The rules we laid down are no repeat answers from last time, from either one. So we couldn't use the song if it had been used in last show. Right. Which, if you haven't Which listened to last tough. show, yeah, it is. I if mean, because last time, go listen to the show because it's a blast, even though it's a it's a really long show. Yeah. But we talked about songs that remind you of junior high dances or or high school stomps. Yeah. Uh, Which, best songs of the '90s. It was so much fun. Episode 142. Go back and listen to that, at Bacon Sale, and then you can enjoy this one as well. And we we're, and also we have a Spotify playlist if you go to Bacon or facebook or twitter Uh, we're going to put the link there so you can hear all the songs that we're going to talk about today yeah in one form or another (laughs) should be interesting should be fun uh but yeah no repeats from last time uh no repeat answers within the list meaning if you use uh love lifts us up where we belong for one answer you can't use it for another one Kent, i use that for all 18 actually this time around where we belong also no honorable mentions did I fail at that last year? We both like, did a okay, couple of times. Okay. That's and hard to resist. Is, do you know why I sing this? So we can have a part three and a part four yes. and a part five. Yes. <laughs> I, I already. Part five? Have, he's <laughs> so excited. I'm not kidding what I say. I still have. Like, I, I took the list from last time because last time we got done, I'm like, I have all these leftover categories. I have all these leftover songs. Yeah. We only used a portion of those, so I still have. And then I added two. We're going to get in some really shady ca- uh, territory by, by <laughs> n- number five. By the end, it's going to be like <laughs> Best Love Stung that starts with M and was made between 1985 and 1988. <laughs> Bacon <laughs> <Peaking> sale. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sounds good to me. But let's jump into the category. Shall we? Let's, let's do it. Do it. The first category is going to be the best bitter song. <laughs> We're starting with bitter bitter. We're going to start hey, with bitter. Hey everyone. Welcome to the love song episode. <laughs> Here's some bitterness for you. Yep. Yep. This is you know what? Honestly, Kent, this Actually. makes some of the best love songs ever. Because I'm listening these angry songs, right? Like you get these these songs and everyone's been there, right? It's like somebody broke your heart made you mad and you have you have these people and they get their They get to pay back, right? Because they right. get on. They have a famous song where well, they're just yelling about a lot more set or Taylor Swift. They dated people just so they could write bitter songs. Okay, more set lost her edge when she became happy. Yeah, yeah, no that's kidding. true. She started <laughs> thanking people. Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> Not cool with that. <laughs> Not cool at all. <laughs> uh, Kit, you want to go first? I'm going to go first for uh, best Song. So, what we're going to do here is we're going to play a little bit of each song and talk about the song as well. There's some songs I think Joel, you, and I maybe we don't know. So, we'll explain a little bit more. Yeah. I hope you guys know this artist, but maybe not this song. No, know out my name, yeah. That's Bob Dylan, right? It's Bob Dylan. Yes. And that's pretty before. easy to tell, right? No. Yes, it is. Not very distinctive at all. I'm right. <laughs> my so, this is the song yeah. Don't Think Twice, It's All Right. This was uh, released in 1963. Well this is hipster. Is it hipster? I mean, isn't if, if it if its Bob Dylan? This if is anyone 1963, can write a bitter love song? It's a guy it's who Bob, sounds like a weasel. <laughs> it's, it's Bob Dylan. Even back in 1963, when Bob Dylan. You mean? Oh, I'm sure he's won many awards in his 200 years of living. He's <laughs> now you're an old Keith Richards. Yeah, that that too. But this song is so good. So don't think twice. It's all right. This song, he's kind of talking about a former relationship. And he's saying, like, there, were, there was good times, there was bad, but right at the end, and I'm going to say a few lyrics okay. uh, here with a few of my oh, yeah, songs. Well, yeah, I have to. But he's saying, I ain't saying you treated me unkind. You could have done better, but I don't mind. You just kind of wasted my precious time, but don't think twice. It's all right. I don't think he means that. Yeah, right. I, I think this, he is he does, this is passive aggressive. No, Bob Dylan Dillon is aggressive. Is, in it's in like, the passive you wasted my precious time. Don't think twice. It's all right. It's okay. So Keeps this is on this heart. is his way of trying to deal with it and move on. But do you connect with this because you're passive aggressive? <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, was like, that a passive aggressive stab at? No, that was aggressive. That was aggressive. Yeah, Jake, that was clear. Thank you for that. I really, really appreciate it. See, there we go. you're welcome. I think, wait, 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 something's happening here. sarcasm eyes on again sarcasm eyes yeah where my sarcasm pants and i got my sarcasm eyes yeah yeah so i wish there was pants <laughs> family friendly. so this song real quick uh it was based on a public domain song who's gonna buy your chickens when i'm gone uh, it came love out a few one. years before love that one that's and one of my favorites so it's a public domain so we took that tone and some lyrics and put them into this song this song became a huge hit it's covered by 50 artists the chickens one or the bob dylan one the bob dylan oh, one I want to hear oh. more about the chickens one uh peter paul and mary eric clapton four seasons johnny cash will all cover this because this is just an angry song that people love to just throw out there put their own spin on and it really does resonate with me as well mm, i kind of like that I yeah to listen to that one yeah you'll have to it's great playlist. Playlist. exactly Um, now Kent I know you just played a clip of yours yes I want to play this song my choice for Bitter Song in its entirety you don't remember this one? was this on a TV show or something? this is uh, Ex-Girlfriend by Bush Oh, this is Bush. Which album what is song? this on? Yeah, this is 16 album? Stone. No, it's not. Is it really? Oh, yeah. Is, is this the, the track th- I would skip? This is the last song on the album. Is it a secret song? No, it's right there at the Man, end. Ex-Girlfriend? It's Ex-Girlfriend. I and was listening to Glycerine way too much. It's not, a, it's not much. on 16 Stone. It's on 16 Stone. It, this is not Razorblade Suitcase? No, this is one of my favorite songs by them. <laughs> You're just naming other albums. <laughs> You're trying to be cool. <laughs> I know. Bush. Cool. being cool by naming Bush, <laughs> Bush <laughs> albums? Yeah. yeah. Now you've gone too far that's the song okay it's 40 seconds long just over 40 seconds long and the only lyrics on the only lyrics are you only call me when you're down oh i do remember this okay eight times yeah. and so it makes me laugh because it's like it felt like to me like he was just so angry that he wanted to get out there just you only call me when you're down like you you're just i'm not your fallback guy like getting rid right. at this girl and so it was the final track on one on their best album well i mean that's one of the best rock alternative albums yeah ever and e- so i e- just ever ever I just that album about, is amazing. There should be a show on this. That oh, album is great. I'm with Jacob on this one. Really, I think it's one of the greatest albums of all time. That I mean, that is a brilliant. Hold album. on, hold on. This isn't the show, but Machine Head, Glycerine, Everything Zen, Everything Zen, Everything Zen, down down, 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 Monkey. I love those. Like the, the whole, the whole album. I can listen to You guys to may finish. have a point. Alien. Uh, uh, oh love man. Alien. Oh man. Oh, but come on. There's Smashing Pumpkins. There's Foo Fighters. No, it, this is like top 20. Next show. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, but ex-girlfriend. I'm excited about this And one now. of my favorite things is I was looking up facts about this song and uh, this uh, user named Ali Aluge? Doesn't matter. Okay. Uh, but she, He or she said, Hey, did everyone notice that both Bush and No Doubt have a song called Ex Girlfriend? And look at this Gavin and Gwen are married. That makes my life. July 28th, 2006. Oh, no. <laughs> Wait, so about 10 years before their divorce? <laughs> exactly. Oh. But uh, no, Ex Girlfriend by Bush. I got such a kick out of that song. That's and funny. I feel like it's just him just releasing anger. He didn't have anything else to say except for getting after her for you know pe- keeping keeping him on a hook the whole time. That was a real power couple back in the day. It was, yeah, nineties power couple. You only call me when you're down. Uh, by the way, Jacob, are you still going to declare winners on these? N- oh yeah, yeah, you did yeah, that I last I will. Year. I will. And the winner this time is me. <laughs> <laughs> what Would you pick? I have chosen. <clears throat> oh, none, Jacob's going to throw in none other than the plain white tees because hey, they're Delilah. No, although that one is in a different list. Uh, no, this is called hate. And then in parentheses, it's I really don't like you. <laughs> Do you guys know this song? I no. don't. So, okay. let me. Let I let don't me... think anyone out there has no. ever heard more than one song from Plain White Tees. Yeah. yeah. No, they've had a few radio ones. This one's on the radio. Okay. So this one, here's here's a few lyrics, right? I don't know. This so radio. it says, yeah, it, this was in, Oh, I was in Idaho at the time. So that's, just, Idaho that's radio. still <laughs> a fair point. <laughs> AM radio. Yeah. Okay. So love, 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 love. You were everything I wanted. You were everything a girl could be. You got to sing it. Then you left me brokenhearted. Now you don't mean a thing to me. All I wanted was your love. Hate is a strong word, but I really, really, really don't like you. And now that it's over, I don't even know what I liked about you. This sounds like an Idaho poem. (laughs) (laughs) It does, doesn't it? He's talking about his tractor, Uh, too. A lot of of these, when you break down the lyrics, they do sound a little weird. But this one always made me smile. Yeah, it always made me smile. I hate you. It's just so funny because it's just it's like a really cute way to say that. Like, I I don't really, really, really don't like. Hate is a strong word, but I really, really, really don't (laughs) like you. Ex-girlfriend. So we have a biased judge. I see. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Joel wins for 16 stone. Yes. Because <laughs> the 16 stone, But he didn't even know this song. Over Bob Dylan. Repeated eight lines over listen, Bob listen, Dylan. Listen, Kate. Bob been fine. 50 times. Bob Dylan is fine, but 16 stone, you oh know. Oh my <laughs> gosh. That's where it's. Well, uh, no. That <laughs> that we're never the doing the Bush show. On 16 stone makes me question your devotion to Bush. So. Uh, it kind of is because that's a top 20 album. Maybe. Top 20 of all time. Is that what you're saying? Top or? 20 alternative albums. Oh man, you are... we've spent too much time Guys. on the Bush. <laughs> next, next category is the best crooner song. All right, I'll go first on this one as a season two category. I I, I worry that Ken, I would, (laughs) I I worry that Ken, I would, uh, because a crooner, if you don't know what a crooner is, because some people didn't, we were talking about this. Are you saying we ran out of ideas? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, we got so many, Jacob. We have so many. (laughs) On number two. (laughs) On number two. Uh, But no, crooners are like, you know, you think of like Elvis Presley and uh, Frank Sinatra, Mm -hmm. Dean Martin. Martin, like these, these, being Crosby, like these crooners, that's that kind of voice. But modern people do it too. I was worried though that Kent and I would match on this one because I knew he brought up this crooner before okay. on our Christmas show. L is for the way you look at me. L O V E mm-hmm. by Nat King Cole. Uh, this one was released in September of 1964, and it's just one of those simple songs that makes you puts a smiling face, tap on your toe, and uh, it's. Uh, let me just read some of the lyrics. Love is all that I can give to you. Love is more than just a game for two. Two and love can make it. Take my heart and please don't break it. Love was made for me and you. And uh, he actually recorded this song in uh, German, Italian, Spanish, French, and even Japanese. Like I went on YouTube and I found all these different versions of it. And it's really impressive that he kind of went through this. In yeah. the Japanese one, he spells love in English, like L-O-V-E, but he sings Japanese in between the verses. But uh, I just think his voice... That's it's great. so smooth. Yes. So great. And also this song is permanently associated with a movie called He Loves Me, He Loves Me Not, which is one of my favorite uh, movies. It's a French, <gasps> oh, it's a French movie. Oh, yeah. With Audrey Tattoo? Yes, with Audrey Tattoo. I recommend, and it's actually, it's fairly, fairly family friendly and you can watch it, but I recommend not looking up anything about it because one of the best things about yeah. it, He Loves Me, He Loves Me Not is being surprised by it. We talked about it. Go in show. blind. Yeah. Bird box it. But uh, L-O-V-E by Nat King Cole is my choice for best crooner song. Great choice. Thank you. So I needed some help on this one because I had a few like obvious choices but I needed some help so I reached out to Nerdy Blackbird. Nerdy Blackbird. And Nerdy she Nerdy shared Blackbird. about 37 choices and so I picked the best one. That's several. Because Kent came to me and said that, that was really helpful for narrowing it down for you. Kent came right. to my office he's like is Michael Blake a crooner? And I'm like yeah probably is. he is. Yeah Yeah, for sure. So I went with Bobby Darren This song is called More. It's you guys ever song. heard it? I don't know. I have. You haven't heard this? I don't know. Oh, no. This is a great song. Yeah? Mm-hmm. So it's like more it. than you'll ever know. My arms long to hold you so. My life will be in your keeping. Waking, sleeping, laughing, weeping. Hmm. It's This whole song is just like day-to-day life. It's just... I want to be with you more. I want to give you more, and it's just like a really, all really of me wants all of you. No heavens, no. Don't take this song. <laughs> That's Kitten nice song. <laughs> <laughs> Is it? We have a song. We have a couple. Cute. But I was just surprised because of his whole like catalog for Bobby Darren. Like it, it's great, but this song I hadn't really known. In fact, it's not even an original Bobby Darren song. This was this came out the year before, nominated for an Academy Award. Back in 1964, and so he took the song, made it really big, and people just kept. And here's what I found out about crooners: none of them really had original songs. They just took whatever was popular, oh, yeah. and, still the th- and released yeah. the albums. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was Which kind of the thing they did. It works for them. They because well, their vocalists ton. That's the idea. That was right? the style yes. back then. Yeah. But no, I think this one is is absolutely sensational and is probably now my favorite crooner song. Really? So yeah. Because you just figured out what crooners were. Do you yes. think crooner is a thing you can just say in everyday life? Like, uh, is that going to sound weird? A crooner? Because it sounds weird when you say it. Like it crooner. sounds like, crooner. like you don't say it often. Crooner. 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 I feel like you all can do it. Thank you. Yeah. What crooner? You keep practicing. Okay. <laughs> you'll, crooner. Get, you'll get there. You'll get there, buddy. You know, I said <laughs> <laughs> never mind. All right. Next category. Best independence song. Declaring independence. This is the one that's like, I don't need anyone else. I'm happy by myself. I know what you guys are going to pick. It's going to be Rocky Four and yeah. Independence Day. So, yes, go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Rocky Four would actually have some really good independent songs because they're all just like getting stronger songs. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. Hearts oh, on, on fire. fire. Yeah. Yeah. That's something different show. But I went with a very strange choice Kelly Clarkson. I don't know. Do I know this one? I sure hope so. Sounds familiar. It came out in 1996. 90s punk band you don't know this song it's not ringing a bell who are you guys Uh -uh. mxpx Okay, into them. This song is on the box quite a bit. It's called Chick Magnets. He's giving us crap for not knowing an MXPX song. Yes, yeah, I noticed it's that. It's pretty funny. Something you, on the box. You gave, you gave <laughs> the box. Bush the win over Bob Dylan. You didn't know, you didn't know Bush. <laughs> when you understand music better. When you understand crooners better, you'll, you'll understand my choice. <laughs> crooners. <laughs> hey, that was better. Yeah. Thank you. So this song, I'm so surprised you didn't see this because the music video is great. They have the drummer who is kind of an ugly dude. And he walks into this diner like it's a 1960s diner, and every girl there loves him. He's got slick back hair, and he, you know he wrote this music video. It basically <laughs> like he did. And all, all the women love me because I'm a drummer. But this whole song is just about being. And so, by the way, I was really into 90s punk and ska, and I love this song. And I would listen to my discman or listen on my tapes and drive, and think that I was a chick magnet while listening to this. And so, like some of the lyrics are, "He ain't got a girlfriend, no one to sing the song to." He's got to settle down if he meets that special girl soon. And I was always like, if I meet a special girl soon, but until then, I'm a chick magnet. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm so shocked. So uh, Greg Pascal out there, I know you love that. So I kind of do that for you. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. I went a little more traditional, maybe. Uh, This is one. This is a song. I didn't understand the meaning behind it. And once I did, it became this whole new level of awesomeness. Love the song. Go your own way. So this is "Go Your Own Way" by Fleetwood Mac. Came out in 1978. Uh, This actually—it's great. So the song. Let me just read some of the lyrics here. If I could, maybe I'd give you my world. How can I when you won't take it from me? You can go your own way. Like, and this song was written by Lindsey Buckingham, who's a dude. Oh, by the way. I okay. Point that thank out. you. But uh, Lindsay uh, wrote this song because he broke up. Okay. Apparently like she, Fleetwood Mac she well no Lindsay's a dude. I'm <laughs> confused again. <laughs> no, but uh, so like apparently all the members of Fleetwood Mac were dating each other at one point. Yeah. And this is after they yeah. all broke up. And so Lindsay Buckingham Rumors. wrote this about his for his bandmate his current bandmate Stevie Nicks. And then they had to sing this in concert and she knew it was about her. And like, there's some lines in there that she said she was so mad. She hated singing them. But it was the song so they had to sing it. And she said every time she sang it, she'd just give him daggers with her eyes because she was so <laughs> mad at him. That's Even funny. though it made millions of dollars. It's so good, though. It's right. such a great song. It's just that basically, do your own thing. I'm going to be fine. And I love that mentality. It's great. So this isn't a bitter song. It's like, you know, this is, I've got this. Well, it's kind of bitter because like he gets after her for all the bad that she did. And right. like, that she basically just trashed him. And he's like, fine, go your own way. I'm doing my own thing. Okay. I'm fine. And I like that kind of mentality of like, I'm not going to warn over you. I'm going to write a song and make you sing it. Right. (laughs) See, that's what I was talking about before. Vengeance. Venge- no musician this is about independence This is about not even needing a relationship no, it is. It's, that's not, what is. it's not it's like, not about even saying goodbye go your own way okay i'm gonna go my way you go your way well i'm gonna yeah, but fine. definitely not vengeance <laughs> no kind of is a little bit jake do you have a vengeance song is that what you're independence. gonna choose <laughs> that's season four for this one yeah. Vengeance song yes. uh no i do not i do have a question for you guys though yes we've been saying best song Yes, but I'm starting to wonder, especially from Kent's choices. Are mm-hmm. we going? Are we, is his favorite? Is his personal favorite? Oh, favorite. Total favorite. But yes, as you and I, as you've heard from Kent, our best are our also, or the best are also our favorites. That's kind of right. how Kent's mind works. Yes, hmm. that's a strange place. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> of course, these are our picks, and we Coming hope to Kent. Bray. We hope you're playing along at home, and let us know on Bagatelle yeah, or are your Facebook favorites? or Twitter or Instagram? Play along with us. We want to hear your favorites. All right. So your picks for each one of these categories. Next category is the best love song cover. So there are so many covers. So many, so many. And this song that I'm going to play is actually been covered multiple times before it became this cover. So it's been it's been by a bunch of different artists. And also, I'm going to say I brought this song up on the show before. Oh, and it's one of of my favorite. Well, not last show. It was a different show. It was our 80s show. And uh, this is one of my favorite songs. Literally one of my favorite songs of all time. Pet Shop Boys, Pet Shop Boys, always on my mind. Yeah, we talked about this one before, right? Yeah, we talked about the 80s show. Yeah, so Man, I didn't treat you. Wait, like such th- a good song. This has been covered a lot. Oh, tons. Because this, I don't is, remember any. No, me neither. Who's covered it? What? Yeah, who else? are You guys being sarcastic? No, no seriously. Wait, I, I think I, I only know and now this. I think I only know this version. No, this is like always on my mind. Was done by. It's famously done by Elvis Presley and Willie Nelson. Uh, it was originally done who knows. A Rooley Rooley Nelson song, okay. Rooley. Okay. Okay. No, I do know about Elvis singing. I totally forgot that. You know, they yeah. were like different songs to me actually oh, no, totally. In fact, this song was done by Pet Shop Boys during I think it was like the 10th anniversary of Elvis's death. It was like a live performance and they did this cover and it was so popular that they ended putting ended up putting it on an album because people liked it so much. Uh, it was originally actually done by BJ Thomas back in 1969, and then it had covers throughout the years. It was country for a long time, and then it became back to synth pop, which I really love that version. It's actually, like I said, one so of my So, do you consider this full-time. better than the original? They, they're different feels. Like the, the, the Elvis, El- the Elvis, the Elvis one, one's good. The Elvis one's really good. I really like the Willie Nelson one, too, but they're much more slower, much more maybe ballad like and sad, okay, whereas sure. that one's just so much fun so yeah always on my mind by pet shop Boys. i don't know sure. why but i thought that was an original pet shop Boys song just because it has their flair on it so much so bizarre yeah yeah how bizarre this is my go-to karaoke song <laughs> maybe not this version but the, for some reason i'm excited is, to hear this this now. is one without of the me there M&M. better be some singing it is without me by m M&M, m yeah. yeah actually I forgot about dre It's my go-to karaoke oh, song one. okay and then this song oh yeah Speaking of covers, this one's been covered a millions of a times. A million yes. times. So the original... This s- is your go-to? This is my go-to. This thing requires some singing, though. I know. <laughs> Did you hear me? Big in Ah, So this one, originally written by Leonard Cohen, mm-hmm. it went through a, a few different remakes. What version are we listening to right now? Because this, this is not the Jeff Buckley one, which is amazing. This is Jeff Buckley. That is? Yes. Why does it sound weird to me? Oh, yeah. I can hear him now. Yeah. So this one was popularly done by in the Shrek movie <laughs> by Rufus Wainwright. But it's totally true. But in that is an excellent version as well. But the Jeff Buckley one has so much heart. It I does. love his, you know, your redneck if stuff. Uh, no, no, no. Shame on that's you. That's not Jeff Buckley. <laughs> Shame on you. No, that's pretty messed up. <laughs> so actually, so Jeff Buckley, he's he's dead now, but he's been uh, recognized as a musical genius. And his does cover. Is that mean the Blue Collar Comedy Tour is over? <laughs> His cover of this song is considered a literal classic, and so Rolling Stone declared this cover is one of the greatest songs ever recorded, and it's like the, the definitive version of the song. You know as great as Leonard Cohen is, do you know what my favorite parts of the song is? I like when he starts talking about the notes as he's singing them, like he he's oh yeah, like oh, a he minor goes lift and things like that. Yeah, yeah, I love that. For some reason, I'm just like, oh, that's that's great writing. And, and it's, it's crazy because song. like i thought it was gonna be another jeff Foxworth joke i know, start, <laughs> you know I now i'm worried <laughs> but here's a, the, the reason like the song is very biblical but then all of a sudden it jumps into like this just uh, vision of humanity mm-hmm. and day-to-day life and yeah. how things are there like, sadness beauty and pain and just this humdrum relationship Samson, and delilah. samson's in there and yeah. hey there delilah but i <laughs> think this is the best love song cover ever that's an excellent choice that's very good. But Joel wins. No, you still okay. win. I, can't, I do have a vote for this one though. Oh, or, okay, or So you win. No, you still wins. Okay. No, mine. Mine was actually a random one because no one knows about it, and I like to share it. And in fact, I shared it with you guys when we did the '80s show. Okay. Because it's a cover of Your Love by The Outfield. What? Which is the <laughs> Someone one? Someone else dared to do Your Love by The Outfield. I shared it with you. Remember? You, you, I you think listened your to it? cover was the best, Jake. When you say <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. No one can do that quite like me. Nope. So You're good. right. All right. So I'm gonna. Here, I'll play it for you. That's right. I do remember this. So I really like this. I think I saw this on an episode of Grey's Anatomy. It changes the no, it was tone. Scrubs. It was scrubs. <laughs> yeah, it changes the tone of the song so completely. And they, it's like a a gender flip too, because it's a girl singing. And anyway, but it's, I love it. That's good. So good. Anyway. No, that's good. All right, gentlemen, next song is going to be best love song from a musical. Okay, so this isn't really my forte. The musical love but musical songs. can apply to theater plays. It can apply, apply to movies. It can apply to musicals or, or uh, animated musicals. Like, So it could have gone Disney. Is well, that totally what you're saying? It could have, yeah. But I felt like that would have been wrong. Yeah, that so would have been wrong. I went from... Well, we kind of already did a Disney music show. Yes, I went for a musical from 1945. I went with Carousel. And the song is... If I loved you. If I loved you. If. Time and again I would try to say. So in this one, there's the lead characters, Billy and Julie. And they're they're singing to each other, but they're not saying they're in love. Like they're being really hesitant about it. And so like the words are, if I loved you. Time and again I would try to say, all I'd want you to know. If I loved you, words wouldn't come in an easy way. Round in circles I go. And that's what this song does. They're just kind of looking at each other like, if I loved you, mm-hmm. I'd know what to say. And then they keep kind of saying that's that cute. again and again. Like both of them. And it is... This is the Robert Goulet version. I hope we can find this on I Spotify. I thought that like Robert Goulet. Right. There's, a, there's <laughs> a good Josh Groban version as well, but this is one of the original... Here's the thing. Uh, I was in choir in high school. Mm-hmm. And this was one of the songs that we had to uh, practice in order to try out for the next year in choir. And so I was a... Second tenor at that point. So really high voice, which wow. you can tell a lot how, has how changed high? since then. <laughs> he was so good to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I was. Do you hear me like breathe in? Jesse has a vacation. Yeah. So I had to learn this song and I learned to love it. And I hadn't listened to it until the research for this show. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. That is a great song. Mm. So yeah, it brought me back to like 20 years ago. I don't know it that well. I, to be honest, I don't know Carousel that well. Now I'm going to go look it up. It, Carousel, it's not my favorite play, but that song's great. And of course, the crooners, crooners, Robert all jumped on this. Good like I. Perry uh, Perry Como, Frank Sinatra, Bing Crosby all did versions of this and all were smash hits. Mm. It's kind of crazy that way. It mm. is crazy. Uh, Joel, what do you got? Yeah, what do you got? Uh, so mine, I went right down middle of the road. No surprises here. One of the best known love songs and musicals of all time. There we go. So this is... This is a good middle-of-the-road choice. This is this is so mainstream. This is All I Ask of You from Phantom of the Opera. And this is one where I just... I, I love when a, a song and a play can transcend the play. Because there's not a lot in this song that talks about, you know, the Phantom or the opera house or all that. It's just about yeah. love between two people and people just trying to be like, this is all I want in, in the relationship. And all I want is you. Mm-hmm. And I loved it so much, I did actually do a uh, parody of this one for Divine Comedy back in the day. I wrote a whole parody of this one and it was all kind of... Uh, Do you have a video of this? Oh, it's on... Yeah. If you look up Phantom of the HVAC on YouTube, it's there. Okay. How did it go? But it's like just things like, I'm here ready for spoonin', for marriage and honeymooning. <laughs> uh, really? You yeah. did that? With Will... Rubio. BYU? I want to hear the whole oh, yeah. song. And Will, uh, Will Rubio from uh, Random Acts. Yeah. He's actually Ra- Raul in this. and he does, Raul. Does, He's Raul and he does a fantastic performance. But this is just such a, a loving song between two people. It's been covered by people like uh, uh, Jackie Ivanko, Susan Boyle, Donny Osmond, Josh Groban, Kelly Clarkson, Barbara Streisand. Like they've all kind of done their take on this. But it's such, such a... And Gerard pure Butler. Pure love. Yeah, well. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. It what? was It wasn't Gerard Butler. Oh, he didn't say it? it? Was, oh, yeah. uh, Warren. Ed Warren. What's his name? Um. What? Ken is not going to uh, know. Ed Warren. You mean the ghost? Fu- the ghost hunter? No, yeah. What's the guy who plays him? Oh, Patrick Wilson. Patrick Wilson. He's the one who sings it. He's oh, Raul. Oh, he Wilson was Raul. Right. Yeah. He right. Yeah. For sings real. No, the, he's actually a trained singer. He sings it well. Gerard Butler's not a good singer. Uh, yes. Oh, you know, I did think I saw him singing in Aquaman when I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> <He> <laughs> was Could you imagine how much cooler the movie would have been? That would <laughs> have been actually, awesome. He, he Aquaman did? the musical. Yes. He does oh. sing in The Conjuring too. He actually sings playing guitar on Conjuring 2 And yeah, he does, and it's great. Yeah. huh I want so. to see Aquaman the musical so bad. <laughs> me too. I'm making a poster for that. <laughs> That'll make 1.5 billion, not just not some so. lousy one. Billion. No, it will make like 120 thousand. <laughs> it really will. Yes. Yeah. What's the best love song from the 60s, guys? No, the 1860s. 1860s. Well, <laughs> let me get out my, my 1860 thing. <laughs> I was gonna say. I was gonna say Does microphone. Say anything. I was like, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> no, uh, my, my my pick from the 60s. If you guys didn't pick this one, then you're just plain wrong. This okay. is the best love Let's song of the '60s. It. I don't think I've heard this one. yeah do you know this one? I've heard it once or twice. I it's don't it's know. the last track on Sixteen Stone. I only know the uh, <laughs> oh. I know the Pet Shop Boys version. No, I thought they yeah, yeah, actually yeah, yeah, created that song. It, yeah. So this is obviously "My Girl" by the Temptations. Before it was a horrible, terrible, depressing movie. Uh, That makes you question everything you've ever believed. This was a wonderful, (laughs) happy, Uh, upbeat song. Yes. This came out in 1964. I love lyrics like this. Like, I've got so much honey, the bees envy me. I've got a sweeter song than the birds and the trees. It's so cute. And it was written by uh, Smokey Robinson and Ronald White. And uh, Smokey Robinson, actually, his inspiration was his wife for writing this song. And it became The Temptations' first number one hit single. Oh, that's good! One of the best songs. Like you just listen to that when you're just you're snapping along, you're singing along. It's such a good song. Even those who don't who don't harmonize well want to harmonize when they do the My right. girl, my girl, my girl. That was close. Talking about my, my girl, my girl. girl. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> Wake up. Why won't you wake up? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Bring the room down. <laughs> All right. That's that's a great song. Joel was traumatized. You. But it's not this. Oh. When a man loves a woman by we Percy We named our last episode Sledge. after that song. Of course. <laughs> so here's the thing. This uh, was came out in 1996. This hit number one for, on the Billboard Hot 100. It was covered by Bette Midler 14 years later, hit top 40. And then also Michael Bolton, as we know, hit number one with this in 1991. But I'm going with the Percy Sledge because the soul is there in this song. Such a good song. Uh, Rolling Stone, they did a big list about 10 years ago of the 500 greatest songs of all time. And this got number 53. That's on five hundred. That's a great, song. That's a great well, almost choice. Almost as high as sixteen stone. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> twenty all time. So here is so. the thing: this, the lyrics in this song are a bit strange because it's talking about when a man loves a woman, he's like blind to what she does. Right. For example, like some of the things that a woman does, like if she's bad, he, he can't see it. If she spends his last time, he won't know. If he he'll sleep in the rain for her. Yeah, she can bring him misery. She can play him for the fool, and he'll be the last to know. But the whole thing is done with soul. Yeah, And it's just like, hey, if you love someone, go with it. So it's kind of crazy. It's strange lyrics, but so iconic. Such a good song. Such a good feel to it. Yeah. Kent, that's a really good choice. Mm -hmm. But Joel's not going to win this one. Oh, right. You win this one. Twist. Uh, (laughs) I want you to win more. Make it even. I'll win next time. Speaking of next time, the best romantic instrumental. But the real question is here. How do you know it's romantic if it's instrumental? That's a good question. And so I kind of have to go with the feeling inside my cold, empty chest cavity. (laughs) I'm glad you said that before I did. (laughs) (laughs) You're like feeling inside you. Hey, I got a little emotional, sort of, in the crying episode. No, you didn't. Did you? That was me. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that was you. Bald like a baby. I lived through you. But I chose this song and kind of like that episode, this is from a movie soundtrack. Yeah, and these are... These are songs that are instrumental to begin with, not like instrumental covers. Yes, exactly. So I went with. Oh, Braveheart. For the Love of a Princess by James oh, Horner. Hmm. Uh, it's from the Braveheart score, which we actually talked about in that episode. This was nominated, the whole album was nominated for Best Original Score and lost. To what? Il Postino. Who remembers Il Postino? Nobody. And this Italian score, movies still in our Scottish movies a- this, awards. You saw this album in everyone's home. Everyone had brave Exactly. Uh, also, James Horner, he did like to reuse parts of scores. He actually reused a lot from Braveheart and put it in Titanic, yeah. which is just two years we later. We talked about that in Soundtrack and Feels, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was so Go listen to that one. That's a fun episode, too. It's really, really fun. But I mean, honestly, the whole soundtrack for uh, Braveheart is great. But this but one... Can you imagine yourself making out to the Braveheart soundtrack, Kent? No, but... he, he can't just imagine it. <laughs> he has lived it. <laughs> I've lived it. I've made out during Braveheart the movie. Why not just the score? <laughs> oh, no. Is that wrong? I think that was Schindler's Whoa. List you're thinking of. No. Oh. Come on. Oh. Seinfeld been episode, yeah. Seinfeld, yeah. but here's the thing like you listen to that whole track and it gets quieter that was like i played the most epic part of that song yeah but it gets quieter and it builds just like a romance builds and there, there's happy and then there's somber moments it's, it's just beautiful metaphor, it is yeah what do you got uh so here's the thing is i was going to pick a song called sleepwalk by santo and johnny because i can play it with my nose um, Excuse, wait, you remember you, how you played? it? You play the nose flute. I play the nose flute. Remember I'm, how you? So did you the can't time? both play the nose flute. Ken already owns the nose can't, flute. <laughs> what was that I song? Own. What song did you do the nose flute for? Uh, every song. Because you I I take remember, requests on a previous <laughs> on a previous show. You did it though, and I was like, I want to do mine. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Axolab. Yeah, yeah, it was F. Oh, man. We're in the cold now. I, I The thing is, I did this one. I, I used to play the nose flute, I guess. I'm we're so glad so you now. remember what song but I, it was. I, I, so I played it, but I, I did. A, I used to do it all the time. And it was this song, and I didn't know I the name of it. I wish I was your it. friend in high school. But now I know the name of it, and I'm like, I know the song. Okay. And, it's, uh, and I did this for my wife, and she was like, that was so weird. <laughs> and my son said, this song sounds like an alien song. But it's this one. It's... Bing. not tell if you're just humming while you stroke your nose or if you're actually using your nose. Did we that, record this? <laughs> the thing that people don't realize is we each have a different method of playing our nose. Yeah, <laughs> yeah totally can, do. I hold one, one nostril, nostril close and then I play, I strum with the other I do the double pinch. And you um, do the double pinch. Um, um, yeah. man, this is anyway. one of those moments when the show would be better in video. <laughs> yeah, but it didn't work. My wife wasn't a fan of the nose, uh, nose trumpet, whatever we call oh, it. I wonder call why. It? Nose flute. And my son didn't think it was that good a song. So I went with this one, which is one that I don't think people know the name of. But hopefully they recognize the tune. Okay. Yep. Do you know the name of it? It is from St. Elmo's Fire. Yes. No, I don't remember the name. It's just love theme from St. Elmo's That's Fire it. by okay. David Foster. Jacob, do you know this one? Oh, yeah. So this is one that got a lot of radio play, which is surprising considering the movie was... How funny eh. that it's such an average movie and has two hit songs. The thing is, St. Is a, a Elmo's Fire, Man in Motion gets all the attention, but this song is such a beautiful song it reached number 15 on the billboard hot 100 but it has a saxophone in it joel oh it, that's romantic <laughs> is it it's the sexiest instrument ever it Is it more than the nose flute <laughs> <laughs> nope <laughs> no that's no saxophone. No. <laughs> no it's not good <laughs> <laughs> so yes uh, love theme from same old as fire it's a beautiful song go look it up and yes you can make out to that one kent can you give it a shot i just want to go jogging when i hear that <laughs> No, that's Axel F. <laughs> All right. Next category is the best R&B love song. So I'll go first on this one. And I, there were a couple choices I could have picked from. There's a couple? There were 900 R&B songs we All could have from chosen. All from one band. And it's this band. I can just see people swaying back and forth. End of the road by Boys to Men. ABC, DVDs. This was released on October 30th, 1991. Although it was not on their original album, their first album, I can never say it right, "Coolie High Harmony." It was it wasn't on there. It actually got released on the Boomerang soundtrack, and then it was so popular that they re-released their original album with this song on there because everyone loved "End of the Road." Yeah. Now this is this is a sad song. I always get their songs confused. Well, and that's probably it was between not. this one and "Bended Knee." Yeah, that's the two I was going to. I feel like "A Bended Knee" was maybe a little more hopeful, but this song, like, you just want to sing along with it. And uh, song lyrics like, although we've come to the end of the road, still I can't let go. It's unnatural. You belong to me. I belong to you. And that gets a little stalkery when it says, you'll be mine forever, baby. You'll be mine forever, baby. You just wait. I'm going to use that. <laughs> End of the Road spent a uh, record-breaking work for 13 you. weeks at number one on the Billboard Hot 100. It was, and it won Best R&B Performance, Best R&B Song at the Grammy Awards. Remember uh, how big Boys to Men were? They were huge. So big. Until, until, they, they, until they got on Atkins, They're playing like Wendover. And then they lost all it, that It was weight. just terrible when they became yeah. men. After they were yeah. boys. Uh, no, to Men, no, then they became men. I got gotcha. you. Gotcha. Okay. What'd you say? I said until they got on Atkins. Okay. <laughs> It was it was, oh, it was that's, that's what the show a 90s, is, right? <laughs> 2000 joke there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but end of the road. I'm sorry ben, for what ben happened. Ben. So you, you could honestly <laughs> yeah. you ben you ben. Could throw a dart no, that's, that's at any a... boys to Men song, and it could probably fit on this category. But, yeah. But uh, Kent, why don't you go ahead and do yours. That's a great choice. In fact, I confused myself a little bit on this category because I was thinking, man, there's so many great R&B songs. Yeah. But the one that is I... Michael Buble R&B? It's Michael Buble. Yes. <laughs> He's an R&B crooner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, he is at times, which is weird. That is weird. That is true. But I always come back to this song. Like, honestly, this is my go-to R&B song. Tony Braxton? Tony Braxton. Okay, and I'm about to explain why this is so weird. Why is it? This is a song about heartbreak. Yeah. Well, so this is an episode And that's the thing. This yeah, is a great song. Agreed. And I, like, for example, the lyrics are, Take back that sad word goodbye. Bring back the joy to my life. Don't leave me here with these tears. Come and kiss this pain away. I can't forget the day you left. Time is so unkind. I said I was sorry, Kent. And life is so cruel without you here beside me. I'm right beside you. Literally right now. Touch fingers. Boop, boop. <laughs> Unboop my finger. Okay. <laughs> no, but I always go to this. Like even the video, it's about a death and she's singing this song. This actually was on a lot of lists because I, I was looking up a lot of songs. Right. And this one was on a lot of lists for worst music video ever. Oh, that's surprising yeah. i mean it's cheesy and i watch this on the box all the time so she actually won they the grammy are, for did best you have any other channels on your tv at home no can? it's just the box all the time <laughs> are you talking about the tv show or were you just looking at a box it was just what the i, was cardboard say. I box. think it was like puppets that yeah. he had in a box and, they break my
1: heart. and i had just like this soon <laughs>
0: his own puppet show <laughs> i had the cardboard nintendo that i beep pop boop, beep pop boop. boop, boop <laughs> mom can i buy a game <laughs> but this song so she won the grammy for best female pop vocals came in 96 it was number one for, on billboard for 11 weeks wow. and then in 1998 Mine the song but listen to this <laughs> the song was declared as the most successful song sung by a solo artist in billboard history wow go tony braxton isn't that crazy and her crazy career, her career after that just skyrocketed it's really it's, too bad yeah <laughs> that was jacob <laughs> that was jacob <laughs> made that joke tony braxton jacob made the joke break my career oh but just a beautiful song She's like i'm on a reality show still and there, there's so much heart to it so yeah, that's my choice even though it's a song about heartbreak it's that's a, great a good one. song though like you hear that one it just it takes you to that pain that moment so, yeah good choice that's actually yeah, my favorite or one of my wife's favorite ones to sing unbreak my heart well because she why like, does she belt. sing that to you all the time jacob <laughs> she does not sing it to me all could the you time. sing it right now i could not even attempt that no Dang. But you know what I will do? Go to the next category. Oh, okay. Is remind you of a childhood crush. All right. So here's the thing. Joel, you kissed a girl. I think you were seven. I I, I remember. I I think I told the story. I kissed a girl before I can remember. My parents tell me a story about how I kissed a girl. Uh, and you liked it right? after after a primary performance. Really? <laughs> yes, I've oh, told yeah, the story. Yeah, 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 I remember the story. I, 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 I like after we got done singing, I turned around and just kissed the girl next. Oh to yeah, me. oh yeah. And my parents like, why'd you do that? I'm like, cause she did a good job. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out, <This>, kid. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna do a good job on this one. I've never yeah. kissed anyone on the show, actually. So here's the thing. I went for a song. Although that- you did give me an intimate hug at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> That's partially uh, Unhear <laughs> those words, honestly. Unhear those, those words. <laughs> <laughs> Take away my pain. I went with a song that reminded me of how I felt for my childhood crushes. This song okay. did come out a little bit later. So it's in a specific one. This is kind of a collective. This is a collective. And it's... Can't see my world? It's falling apart. Baby, please leave the biker. Leave the biker. Break his heart. I don't know this. So this is slightly unknown. You a hipster as a kid? Well, kind of. This is Fountains We're of Wayne. We just had bad taste. One or the other. Fountains of Wayne. <laughs> it's The song is called Leave the Biker. I heard that in the chorus. Yeah. Leave the biker. So did you date a lot of bikers as a kid? So that experience. No, no, no. Did you date a lot of girls who dated bikers? The, the song is about a guy who has a crush on the, the prettiest girl. Mm-hmm. And of course, she always goes for the bad guy. And so like some of the lyrics is like, I wonder if he ever has cried because he couldn't get a date for the prom. So he's talking about the biker. He's got his arms around every man's dream. Uh, And then can't you see my world is falling apart? Please leave the biker. Leave the biker. Break his heart. And so this is how I always felt. I always had a crush bikers, on girls that were. You know, really cute, but they always had boyfriends, and I'm talking like fourth and fifth grade. Uh, <laughs> they were dating those sixth, sixth, graders, sixth seventh, who graders actually ride bikes. And I'd always be like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> "That's the kind of bikes." So it's leave the biker. It's not no. The biker means he's just a tough guy that you can't compete with, Joel, or a guy who rides because bikes. You're, yeah because you're not old enough to have a bike. Yet. <laughs> I actually had training wheels, and so <laughs> and the bikers. I had screen, a scooter. Screen, screen, screen. <laughs> they always pushed me over, but no, it's just like the the guy that's way cooler than you and you can't compete with always gets the Never pretty had girl that problem because <laughs> you'd always kiss people because they do a good job yes <laughs> so that's, that's my choice good. i i had to go for kind of a funnier one just I like because it does ring true with i didn't my know fountains away had more than one song. experience uh so stacy's mom yeah. came out uh, four years after this mm-hmm. but they had and this you were and were like i liked them before they were big Oh, well, i did because they actually got nominated for stacy's mom for best new artist oh and they've been out for about seven or eight years that's controversial yeah they had Sink to the bottom they also wrote the song from oh, uh, that thing you God. do wait they wrote that song yes they did Wow. I I thought the Oneters did. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yep. Movies are real. Uh, My choice is actually... uh, It's this one. Oh, no. Just because you saw this on Can't Hardly Wait? No. Literally, there was a girl named Mandy. Of course there was. She spelled it with an I, though. This is Mandy with a Y. But (laughs) she... uh, This song was kind of like her song. So this is Mandy by Barry Manilow. Mm -hmm. And uh, like lyrics... Like, oh, Mandy, you came and you gave without tanking, but I sent you away. Oh, Mandy, and you kissed me and stopped me from shaking and I need you. Did you feel this way as a kid? Well, I thought I did. And when I say kid, I was probably about 15, 14, 15. You know, it's really funny. And I think maybe that's maybe why I chose this song, because you feel epic feelings when you're younger. You feel really. It's like, this this song is speaking to me. Yeah. you know nothing. I had a huge crush on Mandy. Uh, Actually, this song was originally called Brandy, and it was done by a couple other artists. But when Barry Manilow covered it, he changed it to Mandy to avoid any confusion with a popular song of the time. Uh, It's called Brandy, You're a Fine Girl. Uh, also, it's hard for me not to sing the Homer Simpson version of this. It yeah. was like, oh, Margie, you came and you found me a turkey. I'm on vacation today from worky. But uh, this song. Masterpiece. Yes. <laughs> this is Barry Manilow's first number one hit. And uh, I actually sang this to Mandy over the phone. You, what? Yeah. It's you, one, this is one of my most embarrassing kind of childhood. You know, even when you're okay. able to crush you do okay, stupid okay. things. So you sing this. How old were well, you? I Probably like 14. What was her reaction? Stunned silence. <laughs> and by the way, you know her mom was probably listening on the other probably end of the phone. She thought it was so cute. Oh, man. And she goes, why don't you like that, Joey? He sang you that pretty song. It was so <laughs> embarrassing. Like, I remember in the moment being like, what am I doing? But I'm like, go for broke, man. Go for broke. But I, I literally turned on the music and sang this to her over the phone. Cause that's what you did back then is you called each other and just talk for a long time. We well, didn't have, texting. we had a 10 minute limit or on sing phone. Mandy to them by Barry. So, yes, yeah. It's not my proudest moment, um, but as a childhood uh, lovesick idiot, I a teenage lovesick idiot. I sing this to a girl. So in the previous love song episode, you confessed that you gave every single love song with every other girl. And there were many yes. to your wife, not every single one of them. Okay. There wasn't enough room on the CD. <laughs> so have, so, you, have I, you given this song to I your wife? I can't really give Mandy to my wife because it's, Mandy, call her right now and sing the song hey, to my wife yes <laughs> she would think i was so weird i'll just play the nose for her <laughs> yeah that'll be more normal yeah, yeah she won't think that's weird that's for you baby all right let's keep going <laughs> before you get in more trouble all right. What's the song that reminds you of college dating? So we're all grown up now. Yeah. So from childhood crush to college dating. I have a feeling Kent is going to hate this song. I will. Uh, but I know it. it already. What is what do you think in it? In my is? cold chest cavity. What do you think it is? Too bad it's this one. Okay. Dashboard confessional. Somebody's gonna ask you. This sounds like a song Kent would listen to. No. A it's a whiny guitar, the guy in the corner song. Yes he, he listens to that. So this is Question by Old 97s. Oh. Uh, I have not heard of this. Hipster points. Yeah, hipster no, points. No, not entirely. This, this, I th- I'm pretty sure this is on a Grey's Anatomy. I know for a fact it's on an episode of Scrubs when Turk proposes to Carla. But this song, I remember early in my college career, uh, this guy uh, that lived next door, he introduced me to this song, and, and, him and his, it was him and his girlfriend's song. And then he learned how to play the guitar just this song, so he could propose to her using that song. Oh, okay. And I was like, that's so cute. And so this song became kind of that song I listened to a lot because the the lyrics are someday somebody's going to ask you a question that you should say yes to once a question you should say yes to once in your life. Maybe tonight I've got a question for you. Okay. And what's the question? Well, what's the question the whole point oh. and so i but then here's the thing kent you bring up the cd i actually gave this song is one of the songs on the cd i gave to my wife after i proposed like I, I okay i proposed to my wife and then when she went home there was like flowers and a cd playing and like candles and stuff like oh, waiting wow. for her when she got back to her house in fact it was kind of annoying because you thought she'd still be thinking about it so and you yes. wanted to Wait, like warm it up did and... you with a sharpie did you write ex-girlfriend playlist no, for didn't. you babe i think it says <laughs> mix, mix for my future wife is what it said on the cd okay but no my future so wife here's, here's the thing so i proposed we went back to my apartment and we like texted our parents and everything and then she wouldn't go back home. Like I was like, okay, time for you to go now, and she's like, no, I just want to stay here a little longer. I'm like, no, you need to go home. Like I'm thinking, like the candles are burning down, oh, her It's right. gonna set on fire, and like her roommate was there. Like her roommate was there. Like, like, I'm glad like, we're getting married out. and all, but get out of here. It's like go, and then she went and saw that everything and was happy about that. But uh, this song, you know, oh, Joey, that's kind of secondary to the engagement, right? It is the kind pro- of. the whole proposal. It yeah. is. but at the same time, like it, it's just one of those songs that every time I hear it, I think back to both the beginning of my co- college career and actually at the end when I proposed to my wife. So it's kind of that dating bookend. Oh, that's kind of cute. Thank you. So I went with one that was out at this same time when I was in college and you may know it. Mm-hmm. I hope you know. Uh, Keen. Keen. Yeah, yeah. Keen. Oh, this don't he Sounds like he's like eating the microphone. Can't be the end of everything like seriously it feels like his lips are like I enveloping the microphone yeah. so this song it just has the prettiest just rhythm with it it's good it's a good song it is but here's the thing Keane's career too him and Tony Braxton I mean, they're touring oh actually keen's next album (laughs) actually is really good they've sold pretty well His next one he made after that and i kid you not it's called under the iron sea Sea is the album and it is actually great yeah i listened to that one then after that they kind of they kind of lost the plot lost their edge so here's the thing i looked up the lyrics because i'm like yeah this song reminds me of of dating uh a ton in college which i didn't date a ton but who i did date this song was always around at that time but those lyrics and if you have a minute, why don't we go talk about it somewhere only we know? This could be the end of everything. So why don't we go somewhere only we know? Cute. And I was like, that's nice, but then I looked at the meaning of the song. Cirac Killer. No. No, drugs. no, 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 no. It's actually about a battle that took place in 1066, 1060, 1060, the year 1066. Wait, this isn't the first kingdom. Or, this isn't the last kingdom bacon bit kid. No, so here's the thing. It's about a place called Manser Shaw. That where the Battle of Hastings took place. Oh my god! And so the band—they're from the UK—they would visit this place on on field trips. What is happening right now? No, seriously. And I was like, last week was history, Ken. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, wait—that song's really about going to this battleground and visiting. Love is a battleground. And then the yeah, oh yeah, there you go. But yeah. the drummer said it's not about that specific place. Those are our memories. This song is about your memories. And I was like, okay, yeah, I can accept that because I don't want it to be about this battle that took place. 1000 years ago <laughs> but i do love the song and keen is actually quite good for two good albums it's a good song they can be all right i do have a pick for this one gentlemen so i had just met my now wife and it was in fact it was the first night i think that uh when you that, proposed that we met no 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 that was like 12 hours later no um <laughs> what <laughs> No, so it was the first night, and uh, we had been talking, and I was I was driving her home, and I just got this random playlist going, mm-hmm. and it's uh, Alan co- Manson's "Sweet Dreams" comes on, and no, it was worse. The beautiful people, actually, it, it was worse. Beautiful people. It's pretty quiet in the car, and suddenly, this is what plays. Feel like making lunch, <laughs> and. Uh, feel like making suddenly, suddenly it's like really awkward in this like quiet car <laughs> and I'm like no just ignore it just ignore it it's like it's just a playlist the song's gonna go on but he just keeps yelling it and I'm like okay sorry that's awkward and she goes oh thank you <laughs> so anyway. you guys are adorable <laughs>
1: <laughs> then so, all of a sudden
0: Bloodhound Gang comes on and you're like oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know right you just hey. push her out of the car <laughs> uh, never mind sorry about that have a good night. Don't listen to those lyrics. Yeah. yeah. It's funny because it, it's a sweet song and then it's uh, it just gets rocky. And, yeah. 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 It, it, suggestive, it is, but like not passive aggressive suggestive. Definitely not passive. <laughs> definitely not. At the end Maurice is to you. Yeah. <laughs> to you. Wait, by the way, it's to you. Yeah. Yeah. Which, by the way, I do sing feel like making lunch a lot when I'm making lunch. Yeah. I'm like, I feel f- like making lunch. <laughs> <laughs> way to tie that in. Okay. Next category, guys. Let's go to the best love song of the 70s. 70s. Because we did 80s and 90s and 2000s last time. So we're kind of spreading that out a bit more. Indeed. So I went with. It's a bit funny. Aww. I know. Joel. I did, I did this for you. My gift is my song, Kent. Mm-hmm. Let me read these, these words to you. Not to me, please. Because really. He's talking to him the listener now. Listen to Joel. Jake. Is... <laughs> what? It was Joel. How come no one wants my love right now, guys? No, seriously. Wait, are we talking about the podcast, or is this like... Are you said the breaking? Into no, real honestly. How come no one wants my love? <laughs> it takes me a while to get there, but seriously, I'm ready. What? <laughs> what? I hope you don't mind. Okay. That I put down in words how wonderful life is. I don't mind at all. Now you're in the world. Such Why a, would such I? Such great lyrics. Oh. And here's the thing: it takes a little bit to get there because mm-hmm. the the lyrics are a little bit strange. But then it's yeah. just like, hey, I'm basic. And I'm just going to tell you I love you. You mean yeah, basic. Yes. yeah, basic. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, basic. Uh, the Gen Z have taught you Full many terrible things. <laughs> question, by the way, I yeah. didn't love that song until Moulin Rouge. And then Moulin Rouge came out in you McGregor's version. I'm like, what is this song? And then I was right. like, oh, it's that one song, Elton John. And then all of a sudden I became in love with that song as well. Good choice. I actually thought about picking that one. But then this one came on the playlist and I was like, yep, this wins. Got me on my knees, Layla. Close. No, uh, this is That's wonderful. T- wonderful tonight by Eric Clapton came out in nineteen seventy seven. Such lyrics is, I feel wonderful because I see the love, the the love light in your eyes, and the wonder of it all is that you don't just don't realize how much I love you. I botched the reading of that, but you get the point. I get you the know. point. Yeah, something, something love. Something. So yeah. Eric Clapton something actually what the show's about. Oh uh, <laughs> yeah, Eric Clapton wrote this song about uh, a woman named Patty Boyd. Who is actually a man? George Harrison's wife. She's she's Layla. Oh, that's awkward. So you know she's Layla, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is she really? The short version Mm -hmm. is uh, she was she was George Harrison's wife. They met. He loved her, but she was married, and so he he ended up dating her sister for a while. Calm down, Eric. And then (laughs) seriously, Eric's out of control. This story actually gets a little bit more. It gets kind of weird because then apparently in 1970. Uh, she and George Harrison had separated. Eric Clapton kind of, you know, m- kind of put the moves on her. She said, no, he did. He then got depressed, got into heroin and was like a mess. We've all for three been years. There, though. And then in 74, he's, she's ben still ben. married to George Harrison. They're still separated though. And he came to her and says, Hey, you want to make this work? She says, yeah, I'll leave George. And then they finally got married. She got divorced from George Harrison in 1977. They married in 1979. This song came out like right when her and George Harrison got divorced. A Beatle and Eric Clapton. This yes. is strange. Well, in fact, uh, the, but the divorce apparently was very kind of uh, amicable because George Harrison uh, took to calling Eric Clapton his husband in law. So, <laughs> No, they That's were funny. They were best friends until uh, George Harrison's death. Yeah. Really? Yeah. But uh, seriously wonderful tonight is one of those songs. It's just smooth, relaxing romance. Like you listen to this one, it's it's there's a mood to this song you can't escape. Is it a creepy mood? Like the story you just told? Because no, that's the one I'm feeling. I now. love your wife lots. <laughs> i hope so but I'm going to do heroin first. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I can't wow. wait until you die so I can take her. Oh. <laughs> wow. It was before that. I know. I know. Thank you for saying the words you're saying into the mic right now. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Next up. I really like that. This is a category because this happens all the time. What is the love song that makes you uncomfortable? I want to do this. And I want to do it while looking in Jacob's eyes. <laughs> Why, is it me Why not dad? mine? <laughs> Take my love. Get it. <laughs> That's a cold, dead stare, Joel. <laughs> he is not blinking. Everyone, <laughs> he is not. <laughs> no, nope, I'm not like, looking seriously? back. I'm not and looking back this anymore. Grin. Uh, <laughs> so, I want to know what love is by Foreigner, 1984, uh, from their album Agent Provocateur. <laughs> And it's back to the song. Okay, so it's like he's just saying, I want to know what love is, and I want you to show me. I want to feel what love is. I know you can show me. It's backed by a gospel choir, the New Jersey Mass Choir, and it's just a long, repetitive song. And I feel like Lou Graham is like talking directly to me, and it makes me uncomfortable every time I hear (laughs) it. He's like, I want to know what love is. I'm like, back off, Lou Graham. <laughs> want you to show me. I'm not it. showing you anything no. about it. <laughs> So do you feel like whenever singers sing a song to the audience, they're singing to you? Not necessarily. It's so like that's, Tina Turner singing Private Dancer, and you I'm think, Private dancer. And you're like, no, 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 no. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. No, honestly, no, not a lot of songs do that, but for some reason, this one, every time I hear it, I just feel kind of skeezy, like, uh. and then he just keeps repeating it over and over again. And I'm like, yeah, we get the point, Lou Graham. You, nothing's happening tonight. Back off. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not showing you anything. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if he'd take my love, I'd give it. By the way, this actually this actually knocked off uh, Band-Aid's Do They Know at Christmas off the charts. Good. So that was, that was good for them. All right, Kent. So the song I chose is kind of a hipster choice. Once again. <gasps> but it makes surprise, surprise. Um, this song yeah. starts off and it sounds like a really sweet love song. And it's all about uh, you know, I, I cherish you that what you've given to my life is is really precious. And then it becomes this. The song changes all together. This is Elvis Costello with I Want You. Came out in 1986. This whole song. Let's hear some lyrics. Builds and I actually don't want to give you lyrics because they're dark. It talks about a tormented relationship. Uh, He's talking about his partner's infidelities. So screaming infidelities. No, no, it's, it's more whispering, but her hair was everywhere. No, don't do that. Uh, but he is talking about how he loves this woman, but then saying, this is why our relationship is over. And this is where you're at now. And so uh, he actually says this song is basically broken glass, a squash box of chocolates, and a little blood on the wall. That's how he describes Isn't the that composition. Isn't you had this morning for your diet breakfast? Yeah, and I'm losing some weight, so still pretty good. <laughs> but everyone should listen to this song. There's no like vulgarity in it, but it's an ugly, ugly song okay. about a broken relationship. And I'm listening. I'm like, oh, this is sweet. Oh. Hmm. Can't wait. Can't wait. I just imagine someone's gonna put on our Spotify playlist, the biggest Spotify playlist for this episode. It's gonna be all these romantic, wonderful songs, and all of a sudden that one comes on. They're like, uh, uh, this is awkward. Yeah, it's almost like I want you. I hope he's making you cry like you did me. This really is a hipster he's, choice. Yeah. There Elvis Costello, though, fantastic. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So, gentlemen, I actually have a Content. I have many choices for this, but makes you comfortable. Was it the one I was just staring you at during? No goodness. Because now it is. Now it is for sure. I'm just going to see your those dark oh, eyes. I I love Stop it. staring. Show me. <laughs> Prove it. Oh. Ew. Ew. No. Oh, <laughs> Batman, <laughs> no. Batman. No. Too far. Too Prove far. It. No. Swear to me. No. <laughs> <laughs> Family friendly. It's like, a Batman quote. <laughs> All right, so here's the one that that always like I'm like this is a really good song. This is okay. This song's actually this song's a little off. This actually you know I like this song but okay this is a little creepy actually. Yeah. So that's what always happens to me. This song is 8 minutes 25 seconds long. Oh, I know it. You no, know I don't. You don't? Know <laughs> no you will. very specific. Dreams. Yeah. We used that last time. Yeah. So over four minutes into this song, and it's been instrumental the whole time. Yeah. And then four and a half minutes in, then he starts singing. So wait, did you call so, me a uh, hipster for Elvis Costello and you're playing Modest Mouse? This is Death Cab for Cutie. Oh, yeah. same thing. Same band. Death Cab for Cutie. They're popular. I remember, they so, were in Postal Service for a bit and really awesome. So this yeah. is this is the name of the song. I will possess your heart. Now here, listen to these lyrics, okay? Listening. How I wish you could see the potential. Stare the potential. at Kent when you say these. Right here. <laughs> okay, tick, let, me, let me try tick. it. I can't right right stare because I have to read. Stare with one eye. <laughs> no, it's not going to work. How I wish you could see the potential, the potential of you and me. Okay. It's like a book elegantly bound, but in a language that you can't read just yet. You got to spend some time, love. You got to spend some time with me. And I know that you'll find love. I will possess your heart. So this is the song from Satan. So and he just keeps and then of course the hook is is the, he talking about Necronomicon, the book you can't read? <laughs> that could be it. Yeah. But when he goes like, I will possess your heart, love, and he like I don't know, it's something about the familiarity. It's like he doesn't know her. And he's, darker beat to it. And too. it does have a darker beat and with the mood of the song. I'm always like, I get a little uncomfortable listening to it. It's but it's such it a cool melody. It doesn't sound like a love song at all. No, it kind of does. not yeah. yeah. Anyway, go listen to this one though, listener. Yeah. Just get four minutes in. <laughs> no, don't listen to the whole thing. It is an experience and it's it's good. All right, gentlemen. Next category is going to be the love song you used to love, but you don't love it so much anymore. The love has gone cold. My song is this. (laughs) You've expressed your distaste for this song a number of times. This shouldn't surprise you. More than words (laughs) by extreme. And I I hate this song with an extreme passion. I really do. So I, everyone knows the song. Everyone liked this song. The reason I hate this song is because when I was on my LDS mission, Mm -hmm. I had Polynesian companions who had guitars. why they gotta be Polynesian, Kent? Because they loved this song. (laughs) I I, I have to stereotype here because they all loved this song and they'd all play this song and I heard this every single morning waking up like it was my alarm clock. (laughs) Really? This and Bob Marley, I learned to hate. You hate Bob Marley too? I do now. Wow. Because every song, that's all they knew how to play on guitar because it's really simple man this song really gets on my nerves they wrote this because they said i love you the term i love you is becoming meaningless people use it so easy and so lightly that they think you can say that and fix everything and everything's okay you have to do more you have to show it and you have to find more words than i love you so more than words It's cute it's cute cute. i just hate (laughs) this oh love is so boring And, and by the way extreme that is not the type of music they normally put it's out. It's no, so true. No. And so they actually said like, like they didn't play this when this song was popular. They didn't play it in concerts because they, they retaliate against it. It was kind of like a one hit wonder thing, even though they had a few hits. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, it's a blessing and a curse. But since then, they have definitely adopted everyone's love and they right. play it. They play it at shows. Yeah. Uh, mine, uh, it's kind of a cheat, but not really because we brought this up on the show. The Romantic Love Songs last show. Okay. But we didn't. It wasn't a pick. We just okay. brought it up. <laughs> That's a great choice. That's true. It's true. So this was actually my uh You my, liked this song? This is my wife's ringtone for a while because it was one of the few ringtones. You remember when you could only pick a certain number of yeah, ringtones? Everyone like this for like 10 minutes, yeah. not me. yes but this, you did. You like You like no. James Blunt. This is one of the Fuck. few I like him on Twitter because he's funny. I've heard you talk and defend him. I, I like him on Twitter. I hate this song. So, this Have was always. one of those songs that was okay. played all the time. And I felt so bad for the people that went out and bought the song, not knowing that there's a surprise F word in it that uh, they didn't play on the radio. And then you buy the album version friendly? and you're like, oh, yeah, that's yeah, the one, friendly. That's the one. Uh, and Capital then, F. But uh, he actually, actually had to re release a new version because people were so bugged that the other one had that word in it. And then Weird Al, like he did a parody of it called You're Pitiful and in, I, one of my favorite things about the parodies that was it, it about james blunt's career uh kind of it was his twitter account yeah. yeah but the the thing about it is like at the beginning of the song he james blunt is like my life is brilliant and then he stops and then he starts again like there's a false start yeah. there and Weird Al totally calls him out and that makes me laugh every time uh, the newspapers have claimed that the song is about Dixie Chassie, casting director for the Harry Potter films. What? Yes. That's the weirdest fact. I know. But the funny thing about this song is that <laughs> her name <laughs> is Dixie Chassie. Dixie Chassie. Chassie. Okay. Just uh, C-H-A-S-S-A-Y. That's J.C. Fact from Chabrain, Chabrain, he's from NSYNC actually. But so, so James Blunt wrote this about his uh, the casting director of the Harry Potter films. That he she did saw, a wonderful job, by that the way. he saw in the subway <laughs> one day while he was high. He's a stalker. And then he wrote a song about it. Like, she was with this other man. She was happy. The guy didn't even know he existed, and so he wrote this song. Do you think he was writing, like, he was like, I'm trying to write a song in the subway. He's like, how does it start? My life is brilliant. Is that how it goes? Yes. And then he sees her, and he's like, hey, never mind I'm changing the song. I'll just keep that opening line." Or maybe he just messed up. Yeah. Actually, he did mess up. That's what they say. Is that he messed it, and they decided to keep it in. Uh, when once asked about the song, Blunt responded, "It's probably one of the least meaningful songs on the album, and by no means people's favorite." It's true. All right, I'm going to sing the next one for you guys. Oh, here's how it goes. Okay. This is this is your choice. This is my choice for the song that I liked at one time and then no longer. Okay. Hey there, Delilah, what's it like in New York City? I'm a thousand miles away, but girl, tonight you look so pretty. He's chosen two Plain <laughs> White T's songs. And I know, show. I was thinking that too. <laughs> no, I well, used to... I uh, just want to hear that unedited. <laughs> the entire one. Uh, oh, uh, what you do to you me? Know, you know, did you know there's actually... I, I, I edited, always give it a country twang. That's did you know, know there's I mean, a radio I mean. edit where he says Salt Lake City instead of New York City? Oh, really? That's funny. Because they got a lot of radio play here and they appreciated that. Oh, so he rewrote the the song. That, yeah. Yeah. Utah is what put that on the map as I yeah. call something like so here's it's the probably thing Shunga. is oh, I yeah. got the um, I actually had by, by some luck I, I, mean, I think it was a digital download or something but I got the album and I listened to it and I was like that's actually a pretty good song and I was like oh yeah I like that it threw it in the playlist and no big deal it was like two years later. Mm-hmm. Like they had, they, it had been released two years later. Then it got the radio release, right? Weird. And became popular. Yeah. And I was like, Oh cool. That song's finally getting some attention. I like that one. And, and then, then, Oh my gosh, it would not stop playing all over the place over and over. And I was like, I hated it so much that, uh, I would, I would always do a different accents every time to sing along. That was just to like, curb can I hear my another No, that's the only one, please. I liked it. Hey <laughs> <Right> there, Delilah. <laughs> All right, next one up is the song about the crazy relationship/slash X. So, this is a song either about relationships we had or other people had. Yeah. Uh, this Almost is- like a warning. Or maybe yes. how you felt in a bad relationship. Maybe, except for this has nothing to do with me at all. Because you never had a bad relationship? Uh, they are all wonderful. Um, but no, this one, I, this may seem a little off-brand for Joel. Okay. But I can now honestly say that this is the song I listened to the most while preparing this. Eminem. Okay? Because I could not get enough of it. Jay-Z. Let's keep guessing, Kent. Come on. Life is no game, oh my gosh, it is. That was my so first I joke. Wow. I guess. Wait, <laughs> <why> <laughs> wait. Just go oh man I love this song so this is Love the Way You Lie by Eminem and Rihanna and this is such a dysfunctional couple like the whole song is about these two people that just they, they just do not combine well together but they stay together even though they're terrible for each other like uh, such lyrics, <laughs> as, yeah. such lyrics as I apologize, even though I know it's lies. I'm tired of the games. I just want her back. I know I'm a liar. If she ever tries to leave again, I'm going to tire to the bed and set this house on fire. This one, I yeah. just it's the anger of Eminem with the with the amazing hook by Rihanna. It's right. such a great song. And the video actually features uh, uh, Pippin. McMahon, yes. And Megan Fox. And they're the couple and they're fighting the whole time. And you just want these people to get away from each other because they're so bad for each other. Uh, and actually the, the songwriter Skylar Gray, she wrote this about the abusive romantic relationship she was in with the music industry. Oh, wow. And but then they decided to make it about this uh, couple, this, and then she love sold out again. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. A little bit. Made the song. Yeah. But, it, and people were really uncomfortable with this. Cause if you remember, this came out a year after Rihanna was beaten by Chris Brown. I was wow. just going to say that's kind of an interesting choice. And it was right after the, that. And so people were like, Oh Rihanna. wow, she's, you know, she's calling him out for this. Right. Cause it is, it's a song like showing a, a very harsh spotlight on uh, domestic abuse and abusive relationships and, and showing how ugly it is. And yet these people are in denial about staying together. So it's hard to listen That's to. It's heavy, yeah. It's hard to listen to, but I really genuinely like this song. Uh, listen to the edited version. Okay. That'll be on the Spotify playlist. Mine is much less heavy, but it's about a bad relationship on one end, especially. I used this artist in the previous Love Song show, but it's a different song. Okay. This is called Magnetized by Tom Odell, who oh, I like chose yeah. another love in the previous show. Yeah. This is from his second album, so it came out 2016. And so it's called magnetized. This is still and so, the most recent album, too, isn't no, it? No, he has a newer one There's since new then. One? Mm-hmm. But some of the lyrics say, Yeah, it's not right. I'm magnetized. To somebody that don't feel it. Babe magnetized. Or Chick Magnet. What was it? Chick Magnet. Yeah. Love paralyzed. There's a theme here. She's never going to need me, but as sure as the world keeps the moon in the sky, she'll keep me hanging on. And so it's this guy who's just giving it his all. He's trying to impress her. He's trying to put everything into this relationship. And the woman in this relationship just doesn't care, but she still wants him around. Oh, uh, There may be some personal experience with this song. Oh, <laughs> Just saying. But, a, oh, finger boop. Hey, finger boop. boop. Jake, can I get a finger boop? Yeah. Aww, we're feeling fill, pity. <laughs> pity. I got a pity finger boop. <laughs> pity boop. <laughs> <laughs> pity boop. I got a pity boop. Pity boop. But I, this song is beautiful, and I actually it thought is. it was more of a love song, but it's actually a little bit sad okay uh, because it, it feels like an inspiring song because it has this nice build to it mm-hmm. uh, definitely listen to the song on spotify i really want people to love tom odell yeah go listen to tom odell he's really good uh, it's so melodic but you know he has there's a lyric that says i wish i had a little mother nature in me you're like that's kind of weird but it means like the theme of the song he wants the relationship to feel natural rather than poisoned that it seems okay. that the poison, poison uh, Ivy. exactly but no absolutely amazing go listen i agree I do have one. I'm not going to spend a lot of time with it, though, so we can keep moving. But it is Sometime Around Midnight by the Airborne Toxic Event, which is a band I've been trying to get Kent to listen to for a long time, but he really hasn't yet. This is a fantastic one song. Day. And I'm not going to read or play anything with this one because I'll get a family-friendly um, <laughs> for it. But uh, And I'd have to read, honestly, the entire song to, to enjoy the full experience. But uh, go listen to it. Read those lyrics. What was it again? Sometime Around Midnight by Airborne Toxic Events. And they are a really good band. They have tons of stuff. Kent. Okay. What? Wow. I thought we were, we were pitying, Kent. I remember? just got to be a p- pity boop. <laughs> you know. Unpity boop my heart. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So next up is going to be this love song with the strangest lyrics. I like that. strangest kind of like the ones that make you uncomfortable, but these but are just it's weird. more like what? what? What is that? What are they talking about? Is this a love song? Here's a song that I read I knew every lyric, I would sing along. I knew the words, and I still sang along, and I didn't understand what I was singing. Oh, crap. Are we going to pick the same one? I don't think so. I hope so. You pick weird stuff. No bells. So, you just lost major points with your brother mikey Hilton. this is weezer with across the sea is this on pinkerton or something like that it's on, don't say something like that that is something their greatest like album no blue album's it was, album it was yeah. is their greatest album it was on pinkerton is their greatest blue um, album 16 stone never mind those are the big <laughs> albums <laughs> you're wrong but that's okay so pinkerton this whole album is really is Pinkerton. yes okay no wonder. I track know five it. from pinkerton sorry mike really really emotional here's the thing Rivers was going a little bit crazy at this time. He was going to Harvard. That explains it. He was really depressed, but honestly I wish he'd make music like this again. He got a letter. He did. Didn't you hear the Teal album? Mhm. <laughs> mhm. No scraps. No really, really emotional. He got a letter. No, get this. This is where he gets weird. Uh, maybe where he continues to be weird. He got a letter from a fan, a 14-year-old girl in Japan. So it was a fan letter. She's asking him like a this few is questions. Mhm. And He says, when I got the letter, I fell in love with her. It was such a great letter. I was very lonely at the time. Oh, no. I was very depressed. And I was very depressed. I would never meet her. This isn't uncomfortable. This is supposed to be strange lyrics. No, here's... No, and that's the thing. It's kind of both, but here are the lyrics. Why are you so far... Because it sounds like a love song. Why are you so far away from me? It seems like a long distance song. I need help in your way across the sea. Uh, And it's like, I got your letter. You got my song. And it it really when I was singing this back in 1995 or six, I was like, "I got your letter, you got my song," and I was like, "Yeah, long distance relationships rock." Oh no, this is um, not about good things. I guess that's strange lyrics then. And, and that's the thing—he never met this person, but he he wrote this love song to someone that actually cared to write to a fan Fourteen-year-old Japanese but she's 14. Girl. A 14-year-old Japanese girl so who's yeah. writing a letter And letter. the whole song is like this, uh, where he's talking about the, the parchment that she writes it, on and it'd licking be the envelope. It would for this to be weirder, honestly. Yes. Yeah. It, it could be like, a, you know, platonic, right? Well, platonic because they never met. Right. But if they did, Chris Hansen would show up that second. <laughs> no, he's in jail. Rivers, can you sit down? He's in jail for check fraud. <laughs> Oh man! Yeah. Uh, sorry, Mike. I'm sorry. I you, that that. I am really disappointed. When you hear this episode, Mike, just text me and don't say anything else. Just text me. Say you suck, and that'll. that'll ride I'll, or I'll die. you listen to this episode, ride or die. So mine, I knew all the. Li- I could sing along with. I uh, knew all the words. I had no idea what they were saying though. Okay. And I actually, this is one of the few songs I learned to play on the guitar back in the day because I wanted to play this song. Is so it Nevada? No, it's, it's not. I only really know Nirvana or Green Day. Wait, we're getting two Bush songs? We got two Play Matisse. Can we not have it two Bush? We can have <laughs> two Bush. Um, hey, two Bush in the hand is worth... A third, <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> yeah. So this is Glycerin by Bush, which honestly is one... This was like on my sacred romantic music playlist this was up there bad moon white again. it was like this and only in dream i had a buddy who thought it, he, he's singing it we were singing it one time in the car and he goes bamboo wise guys <laughs> and i go hold on hold on bamboo wise guys <laughs> and he's like yeah like they're pandas I like the <laughs> panda mafia Kent's actually getting after someone for lyrics right now i know it's true so uh <laughs> glycerin i'm just gonna read some of these lyrics i'm never alone i'm alone all the time these are, are good you lyrics at though. one or do you lie we live in a wheel where everyone steals but when we rise it's like strawberry fields now, don't let the days go by uh, Kent, and, yeah, Kent and Jacob I should let you guys know this is on 16 stone uh, by Bush it's an album they made and do you guys know what Glycerin oh, is by is the way is it a 40 second hidden track <laughs> it's or, or is it like track. a real song it's the last track on the album 9000 times <laughs> in that yeah. song uh, well, he list uh, anyway. So, do you guys know what glycerin is? Though it's some chemical or something. Or it's a it colorless, things? sweet, viscous liquid formed as a byproduct in soap manufacture. Okay, it is used as a, a laxative and for making explosives and antifreeze. That's it. That's what he's singing about. It's actually the bamboo wise guys. That's bamboo how they attack people with glycerin. No, and and I actually love this quote from Gavin Rosdell. He said that there was some ancient mystical element to the song as it was coming together. It was like a conduit. He told in Entertainment Weekly. Uh, Something about it was bigger than anything we were doing. Which, musically, I love By this the way, song. That will never be said again. I love this quote from Gavin Ross. <laughs> no, that will never be said. <laughs> yeah. But uh, uh, this one was one that I, I love it, and I sing along, and then I'm like, wait, what am I even talking about? Like, there's there's it's nonsense. The yeah. lyrics are nonsense. You're like, Listerine. Yeah. He's Listerine. Trying to, he's trying to be deep, and it's just it. it he just it's wants weird. mouthwash, but he can't pronounce it right. Yeah. <laughs> Not mouthwash. He wants a laxative. No, no. no it makes makes it but he can't pronounce language. it right. He thinks it's Listerine. He's oh. British. <laughs> Listerine. 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 I don't remember <laughs> something like that. I'm never alone. I'm alone all the time. I don't know what I'm singing. It's halitosis. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. So Glycerin by Bush was uh, my pick for strangest lyrics. That's a very good choice, Joel. I love that song, though. I, I mean, no, it's such a fantastic song and it ends with a cello. It's so strange, but cool. Yeah. Okay. I have one too. This is Better Than Ezra porcelain now these lyrics i'm always like porcelain your skin is like yeah it's i'm always listening I'm like oh this is this is pretty good what is he saying right now so uh, it goes on it's basically it, he's he's reliving he sees someone that he used to have a relationship with and and he it just starts reflecting on how they've moved on and how he hasn't really so i'll skip ahead and he's just talking to her and he says well i wish and literally it's well i wish i could kill you savor the sight what what no, it goes from like this normal song until into that. That's why it always. I'm like, so what? both what? with what? creep factor. This one with gibberish. The same band that sang good. It is. Uh-oh. No, no. Listen, listen. So, um, yeah. Wish I could kill you. Savor the sight. Get into my car. Drive into the night. What the heck. Then lie as I scream to the heavens above that I was the last one you ever loved. Wow. You and Jake. And I'm Like yes. play what? Yeah, hey, Jacob. You win. Song is taking a dark turn. So, um, okay. Yeah, can you call the police? Oh, you know, it's yeah. actually a really nice... The they're, they're on nice, speed dial. They're a cool band. Mikey, calls like call the police. <laughs> Text me, you suck, and listening. then call the police. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next up, worst music video. I feel bad for this one because it's not necessarily the worst music video. In fact, I really like this music video. Okay, I'm curious. But it's a weird music video to accompany this song. Hello. Is that a you looking, looking for. This is Hello by Lionel Richie and these songs, because I wonder where you are and I wonder what you do. Are you somewhere feeling lonely or is someone loving you? Someone's loving her. This reached number one on the, on the, on billboard. And this, so the, I want to focus on the music video here. I'm just going to read the synopsis. Features the story of Richie as a theater and acting teacher, having a seemingly unrequited love for a blind student until he discovers she, share, she shares the same feelings as him, as demonstrated by the discovery that she is sculpting a likeness of his head. So. Sorry, what? The music video. And You've seen this music this, video, right? I well, have not. Oh, man. So this was on the, the tape so, that my dad made of like all yeah, these music videos. You haven't seen this video? It's a classic. It's about 23 minutes long. It, it feels like it. It's not. It's but no, about he's teaching five, this class, so. and there's a blind girl in class. And he just keeps like, he follows her around. Yeah. He calls her on the phone and then doesn't no, say anything. Here's the thing. I like this video. I do. But then it's just kind of weird. And then well, at the well, end, it's weird. It's definitely like a hundred percent creeper status. Well, but then at the but, end, she's made a clay, a bust of his head and it, she turns it around. And she's like, this is how I see you because she's felt his face a couple of times. So she made a clay bust of his head and R- Lionel Ritchie actually complained to the director saying that the bust did not look like him at all. And the director's response was, quote, <laughs> Lionel, She's blind. Wow. He didn't, he didn't like it when I made one for him either. So, oh, so and then it doesn't start, look good. It's not, no did, I don't know if you remember, Starburst actually did a parody of this where someone made someone else's face out of Starburst, and they start making out with the. With the with the See, bust, but <laughs> wow! Funny. So the reason this song in the video works is because he's like calling her in the middle of the night. Sorry, that sounds weird. But not as weird as the lyrics I hello, was just reading is it me you're looking for? And he hangs up and he gets all nervous, right? And then when she shows him the the clay the clay face clay face of him, he then yeah. grabs her hands and he goes. He says it again. Basically, I've been calling you. Hello, yeah. is it me you're looking for? And they realize that they have love for each other. Yeah. So like I said, this Crazy. isn't the, this isn't the worst video. Actually, one of the worst videos I could think of Love Songs was Wrecking Ball, but I didn't want to talk about that on bacon sale. Right, because it's yeah. No honorable mentions. Yeah. Ready to go, Joel. I know. The one I chose is one of the most epic songs of the nineteen eighties. One of the worst music videos? Oh yeah. It's <laughs> the worst. Oh yeah. Okay. All Ready? Yep. <laughs> oh yes. I do I know this video. Bonnie Tyler. Total eclipse around, of the heart. Every, every now and then. I get a little little bit Keep going. <laughs> I stop because, Yeah, there you go. Turn around. Every, every now then, and then. Can't get remember. <laughs> you can't just say things. Do the sound of my my tears, turn around every now and then. I can't remember. Please keep going, guys. Joe, so I think we could keep going. If I was doing it no, though, I mean, we're So here's we just the thing: sing along to songs. This song is so awesome, and it's this two-part song that really gets into it. But it features like Bonnie Tyler. She's clad in white, dreaming about. So she's in this Victorian school slash mansion. Yeah, dreaming slash fantasizing about students in a boys boarding school students with glowing eyes weird in that video so i took i I watched this today and i took a few notes and i was like uh young men are seen dancing and singing in a choir but they're glowing eyes like it's almost like they get possessed It's like salem's lot yeah and stuff like it's and then you see uh a swim team lock a locker room ninjas you see the skulls yep starring uh jonathan jackson from back in the day now you see a fencing (laughs) team the t-birds you see a football team and they start dancing around her One of the choir kids starts flying with glowing eyes. Yep. And by the way, she's 32 when she made this song. Mm -hmm. She looks about 50, but she's (laughs) 32. And she does this at the end. It was like a dream. And she does this awkward handshake at the graduation. And then the kid gets glowing eyes. And then he starts to sing. He goes, yeah, turn around in her voice. And she's like, what? What's going on? It is the weirdest. And even though it's a love song. That video sure doesn't make it seem that way. Really, you could go watch this one. No, really, you you should go watch this video. But then watch the the literal music video of this song. Yeah, it's it's, someone took the video and they kind of redid the lyrics to explain what's going on on the screen, and it's hilarious. It's just absolutely hilarious. Oh, I think I've seen that. Glowing eyes, creepy. Yeah. So yeah, that's a good choice, Ken. Yeah, awful. And we talked about that. That song was actually written for like a vampire musical. Yeah, that never came to be. And it makes they, sense. They turned it into a. It makes much and more the, sense the, the wind musical. machine is on her the entire video. Yes. It's so good. Yeah. All right, guys. Next up, this is next to last, by the way, gentlemen. What is your parents' love song? Do, you, do your dear parents, have a love song? So I asked my mom about this one because. And I wasn't sure. I didn't know. Did you guys know your parents love song? I did. I did. Okay. That's kind of cute. I I like did, but I couldn't remember. And I had to double check with my mom. And then, right. Yeah. And my mom's like, Oh, we didn't have a song. I'm like, Oh, that's kind of disappointing. Like you didn't have a song. She's like, well, we listened to a few songs, but then after like prying her for about 10 minutes, she finally was like, actually a song that we always listened to. And a song that we loved is it's called wedding song. There is love. It's by Paul Stuckey who you're going to know more from Stooky. Peter, Paul, and Mary. Oh. oh, This is Paul of Peter, Paul, and Mary. Oh, he's Peter. I see why they didn't use his last name. In yeah, that one. So yeah. this is the song. As it was in the beginning, is now Very folksy. Yes. So what he did, he's he's basically the third wheel. So Peter, Paul, and Mary, Peter and Mary got married. Mm. Paul was their best man. Poor Stooky. Oh. Poor Stooky. He, that's probably what they called him, but Peter <laughs> Stooky and Mary, not not very good. No. So he was their he's, best man. He's Stooky in the middle. So he wrote, <laughs> no. he wrote this uh. song for their wedding and performed it at their wedding. It's a pretty big deal. And then he released a solo, solo album, and this song went number 24 on the Billboard Hot 100. And some of the lyrics are like, For if loving is the answer, then who's the giving for? Do you believe in something that you've never seen before? And it's just, a. I, I listen to it and I'm like, uh, it's probably really outdated, mom, whatever I listen. Really beautiful song. What's the name of it again? Wedding song, There Is Love. By? So wedding song, and then in commas, or did you forget yeah. the Paul Stuckey Stolans? part? There yeah, Is it, Love. But yes. is it by Paul Stuckey? Is it? it's Paul Stuckey. Okay. Yes. So but it was a really great Paul song. Mary. So yeah. Good job, mom and dad. Woo! If you forget, just do a Google search for tier three names. Oh. <laughs> <Aww. laughs> mm. Stukey, Paul Stukey's a patron? <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll say his name on the show. Uh, my parents' song, I, I know, and I know it because my dad, actually, back in the day, he was like amateur filmmaker. Like he had like an eight millimeter camera. Cool. And he made like a, a music montage video of his wedding to this song. Oh, I love it. So I've seen it a number of times. Okay. Uh, it's called I Love You, and it's by a band called People. Yikes, that hurt. It's literally people with an exclamation point. <laughs> But here you go. Like, wham! Sounds like the record's skipping, but it's not. Really clever writing. I love you. That's fun. I like it. So this is... It's got a very psychedelic feel to Mm -hmm. it. Uh, This was actually written originally uh, in 1965 by the Zombies, uh, who's a popular band back then. Feels very 60s. So the people wrote this in uh, 1968. And it became a huge success. Like they covered the song. It became a success. They were on American Bandstand. They were on Johnny Carson's Tonight Show. And the zombies actually got kind of bothered by their fame. Oh, really? Saying that it wasn't even one of our best songs, but it's disappointing that we didn't get the fame that they did for that. Oh, wow. And they yeah. were I think they were kind of a one hit wonder. I don't remember anything else from people. But uh, yeah. I do enjoy this song. It has one of those amazing, you know how in the 60s they like to do those electric organ solos in the yes. middle? Make it sound like a, like a horror movie all of a sudden. Right. But that's in the middle of this. But I, I do like this song and it's, you know, I'll listen kind of hook, to it. so yeah, it'll be on our Spotify playlist. Presuming I can find it as well. But this is a number 14 hit in the USA. So Very cool. I love you by the people. Jake, what or about by yours? People. My mom and dad, it was uh, Kenny Rogers, Through the Years. How does that one go? Through the see? years we are, I'll in the stream you. we are, <laughs> finger boop we do. <laughs> well done. Well I, done, sir. That's the only Kenny Rogers song that came to mind immediately was Islands in the Stream. Ye- that's a good one. You got to know when to finger boop. <laughs> when to finger boop. <laughs> it was this one. You guys know this, right? Mm-mm. Nope. Oh, for real? This is one of his most famous songs. We only know two. Yep. It's a really nice. It's song. sweet. Yeah. No, it is. It's a really sweet song. By the moon, the stars in the sky. Okay, this should be on the Spotify playlist so you can hear it. Hold on. Are you related to Kenny Rogers? Oh, yeah. <gasps> Did I tell you that? Is that why they chose this song? Yeah, also, I Roy Rogers it. and Buck Rogers and Mr. Rogers. Oh, also Steve Rogers. <laughs> we all knew it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. There it is. That's cute. Yeah. Yeah. It, adorable. It, it's a, it really is. All right, gentlemen, are you ready for the last and final category? Yes. yes. Well, too bad. Oh, um, good night, everybody. We're okay. <laughs> <You> done. <laughs> All right, no, the last one is basically the best love song of the current decade, 2010. The the tens so far, so far. There could the be a well a good one look. in it's the, last, the final year. Robin, really Robin Thicke is going to have something amazing <laughs> <Robin> <laughs> this summer. Robin Thicke is making a comeback. this oh, summer. Thought he was touring with Tony Braxton. No, him oh. and him and Miley have a duo. That kind of duo. Uh, nope. Nobody needs to see that. All right, so what's your uh, what's your songs, guys? I chose this one is it your favorite or do you think it's the best no this is what I feel like is the best love song of the 2010s okay I went with my favorite I I, I legitimately like this one but when I played it for my wife she's like that's not a love song and I'm like yes it is but uh, it's a little quiet at the beginning but uh, see if you can listen in yeah this is a love song (laughs) is it it is because the whole point of this song this is hello this is about a relationship with herself this is my second hello song i want to point out yeah it like. is cheater you've got a thing uh but no this, this is gonna be drake next is about a, a woman who's uh trying to reconnect with an old old lover and he's moved on and he's had a great time and she's kind of lost that because she was a jerk to him before this song's so, about a relationship with herself though like that i saw that in interview I don't believe so. Okay. It's my interpretation, Jacob. That's Joel's interpretation. <laughs> but uh, hello from the outside. At least, I c- at least I can say that I've tried to tell you I'm sorry for breaking your heart, but it doesn't matter. It clearly doesn't tear you apart anymore. He's okay. moved on and she's left. And But this song was... I mean, this was everywhere. I mean, everywhere. But I never got sick of it. And in fact, this broke Tay-Tay's... Uh, Tay-Tay, that's Taylor oh Swift. Oh my god! What have Taylor you done Swift to the show? For 24 hours. Uh, most of you in 24 hours on YouTube because she had bad blood and she beat her with this. But then Tay Tay made a comeback with "Look What You Made me Do" and beat her. Again. This is not Adele's biggest hit, is it? Because like "Rolling in the Deep," "Rolling in the Deep" may be bigger. This one, right. this one won like three Grammy awards, and then I think because people are so thirsty for another Adele album, because I would say her other two are far better. But that she, album like sold more. It's, it's something like twenty million copies in a week. Yeah, I can't but remember. I, I really, was I legitimately sort of like nuts. this song. I really do. I remember there was an SNL skit. Uh, yeah. where they're all thanksgiving. Ar- this, they're thanksgiving they're all arguing around the table and that was a great put, someone puts a song on it and everyone's fine because they're all listening to adele and singing along and i really that's the truth also Kent, you'll appreciate this it was featured in the season six premiere of uh two broke girls mm-hmm. i know you're a fan oh so it just got worse okay <laughs> but Yes. hello so i'm gonna play my hand real quick because you guys won't know this song it's by a band called the oh, avid man Br- he's changing it up we're not gonna know this song the, this holy cow i'm shocked right now the avid brothers and the song is called I know the Avett brothers live and die So the Abbott Brothers, very folksy, very bluegrassy, That's very country, Kent. There's a country pick it, for you. Just listen to it. It's not country at all. It's bluegrass. It's not. Country. It is. There's a line. There is a line. But so they, bluegrass that is a country. Some, some, some of the lyrics of are, you and I, were the same. Live and die. We're the same. Hear my voice. Know my name. You and I, were the same. And so the song, you know, it's called Live and Die, but I read an interview with the uh, singer and he says uh, yeah, about this song. A big part of it is finding some version of love to push you through some kind of conflict. Uh, also, the reality that we're not much different. Anyone like me and my significant other, me and whoever's listening to the song, we always have a desire to For this move episode. forward. And so it's always just, even though there are hard times, you know, live and die, we're the same. We can push through together. And it's not well known, but this one came out 2012. And I've always loved the song, even though it's kind of a, uh, uh, it's got a hook to it. Mm-hmm. And so it's a little bit simple, but I man, on I love this. I think this you'll like song. it, honestly. Yeah. We'll so the Abbott brothers live and die. Right. Yes, okay. Abba got it. ABBA. Mm-hmm. that's what I heard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Love you guys, <laughs> Jake. Do you have one for this one, or are we done? Uh, no, I don't have one. I don't no, have. We're one. done. We are done. All right thank you for listening we hope you played along we hope you enjoyed it uh we enjoy uh, we, we enjoy setting the mood for valentine's day which once again is on february 14th this year okay thanks for reminding me because yeah. yeah there's nothing uh, for me but uh do. if you want to find me you can find me at 76 joel on twitter you can find me performing <laughs> with quick quits they perform every saturday night at the mid performing arts center for more details go to qwcomedy.com or go to the quick Wits facebook page if you want to find me on twitter or instagram it's at kenny3dd if you want to my, my movie reviews at ShowtimeShowdown.com. You can find me on Spotify listening to all these great songs and also on Twitter at Jacob A. Rogers. And as usual, make sure you go check out Bacon Sale on Twitter and Instagram at Bacon Sale and go to our patron.com slash Bacon Sale page to support us there. And I know we teased this last week, but one more time, changes are coming very, very soon. Yep. We're going to update a lot of things. So until next time, Joel, Jake. Yeah. I want to know what love is. Mm -hmm, You do? You want us to show you? I want you to show me. No! Maybe. Chick is a good witch. Do you connect with this because you're passive aggressive? Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> 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 Wear my sarcasm pants and I got my sarcasm eyes? Yeah. yeah so, I wish there was pants. Yeah. It sounds like an Idaho poem. Crooner? You keep practicing, okay? Cro- you'll crooner! Get, you'll, get there. you'll get there, buddy. But until then, I'm a chick magnet. You're but fine. definitely not vengeance. No. <laughs> Kind mean, of it is. It's a little bit. That's <laughs> so kind of how right. like Kent's mind works. Yes. Mm. That's a strange place. I oh, love so. his, you know, your redneck if stuff. I'm here ready for spooning, for marriage and honeymooning. I want so. to see Aquaman the musical so <laughs> bad. Well, let me get out my uh, 1860 thing. <laughs> right, My girl. My girl. My girl. That was close. Talking about...
1: My girl, my
0: girl. Wake up! Why won't you wake up? <laughs> oh no! I live through you. Who remembers Il Postino? Nobody. And this Italian movies still in our Scottish movies. This—can you imagine yourself making out to the Braveheart soundtrack, Kent? No, but he can't just imagine it. He has lived it. <laughs> I wish I was your it. friend in high school. And yes, you can make out to that one, Kent. Can you? give it a shot you'll be mine forever baby you just wait touch fingers Boop, boop. <laughs> <laughs> unboop my finger i've never yeah. kissed anyone on the show actually so here's the thing i went for a song although that... you did give me an intimate hug at the beginning Bleacher. unhear those words honestly <laughs> hear those words <laughs> what was her reaction stunned silence she won't think that's weird that's for you baby No, 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 no. Sorry about that. Have a good night. Don't listen to those lyrics. I hope no one wants my love right now. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) I'm basic, and I'm just going to tell you I love you. You mean, yeah, basic. I can't wait until you die so I can take her. That's a cold, dead stare, Joel. He (laughs) is not blinking, everyone. He is not. Nothing's happening tonight. Back off. (laughs) I'm not showing you anything. I know I love Stop staring. It. Show me. <laughs> Prove it. Oh, ew. Ew. <laughs> no. No. Oh, Dr- Batman. No. Far. Too far. <laughs> too far. No. Swear to me. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, finger, hey, boop. finger boop. Finger boop. Jake, can I get a finger boop? Yeah. Oh, we're feel, we're feeling pity. <laughs> pity. I got a pity finger boop. <laughs> a pity boop. Through the need? years we are I'll in play the it for stream you. we are finger boop we do. <laughs> You gotta know when to finger boop. Never, never, never never enough. enough. Never for me. For (laughs) For me. For me. For me. For me.